Walk of the Four Goats in the mic. Like, subscribe, and leave a motherfucking review. Scroll down. Scroll down. Yeah, you that's listening. <laughs> Click the motherfucking links. All of them. Me, Ari, Bees, Jasmine. Support, nigga. We need conversion rates. All right, now press play. I need to hear that back. That's gonna be funny as shit. Oh my god! All right, I'm, I'm gonna record. Drunk to more shit. <laughs> Support us. All right. Well, what, what you gonna be saying? We got fingers. <laughs> well, welcome to episode fingers. 13. <laughs> Tara is clearly high as shit. <laughs> what he do? He tweeting this. He be like this. Be a finger. <laughs> Yeah, you lit. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about right now. Y'all know what talking about when he be tweeting about his blunts. He'd be like, we Ooh. smoking fingers. Oh, Hugo! He'd be like, we smoking <laughs> fingers. We put the blunt next to Look at this finger. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Heavy, fat shit, too. I finally got one today. I was like, damn, it's like my pinky finger. I might, might, you know. I don't usually smoke like this. I smoke little people blunts. They be smoking big, bigger blunts. I'm not smoking four grams in one sitting. I'm just not doing it. So, since Bees was late, she's going to kick off the first topic. Ooh. <laughs> Bees be having some good questions, so. Yeah, she does <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, the first question is, what have we all been up to since? We haven't had an episode where it's like all of us by ourselves and I don't know how long. So, what's everybody been up to? Wait, wait, did we do the intro? You did it. That's going to be the intro for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just a joke. No, that's for real our intro for now on. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Don't tell nobody who that is. Don't tell nobody who that is. Well, now I got to edit the shit out. Thanks. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Make my job harder. <laughs> so who's gonna answer bees? You pick who you want to answer first then, since these hoes are high as shit. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> oh Lord. It's gonna be a long episode. Please uh patient this episode, really be patient. Um, all right, you go first. What have we been up to since when? Since what oh, since we last spoke? Well, you you just went MIA, so what the hell you been up to? I uh, I deactivated Twitter for a bit, and I'm not coming back till I finish my funnels. So, like, when I get dragged and verbally abused, I can profit more off of it. <laughs> um, I ran a promotion for my course. I did, what, 10K in 10 days. And then I closed the month out at 29K. And then I felt really good. I felt good about hitting... 20k earlier in the month and I hit up my mentor to like celebrate and he was like okay but like when are you gonna start treating this like a business and being a CEO and not just like a freelancer like why are you fucking around right so he's like well celebrate like you know when you start taking it seriously and treating your business like a business I was like damn you're right you're right <laughs> so I've been going on this like massive um just cleaning shit up in the business, you know, working on systems. We got like a support inbox and stuff, working on SOPs, documenting everything. And then I 
I joined, uh, I paid a lot of money to get this coach who's going to help me turn my one-on-one coaching into a group coaching program so I can help more people. Um, and just do like one 90 minute call a week instead of like 30 hours of calls a week. Uh, what else? Going to completely redo PMAC. And instead of it being like a launch management course, we're going to go a little bit broader and like help teach people a couple of things, either like regular project management, launch management, or a bunch of like tech stuff, tech setup for launches and help them really like start and structure their business. And then I want to lead them into my group coaching program so I can help them um, hit six figures, right? Do the 10K months and then take their knowledge and expertise and turn that into digital stuff. So, you know, just behind the scenes, grinding on the business, complete. Oh, nothing, just a little here and there, you know, just a little something. Yeah, that's it. In the gym. That was like I a huge you. deal for me. <laughs> in the gym. I got drugged last night and showed my ass on Instagram. <laughs> um, then woke up to like hella DMs and I was like, oh fuck, what did I do? So no more of that. But other than that, you know, <laughs> just busy. I've, I haven't talked to y'all this week like at all, but you know, grinded, boring shit, you know. What about you, Jazz? Uh, well, mine isn't as extravagant as yours, but I've mainly been, really been going hard at my nine to five gig, um, just really trying to get our digital marketing strategy set up. Um, I've really been focused on Pinterest and I've been doing really, really well on that. Like I finally cracked, uh, we're finally at 50,000 views a month. And like, shout out to Rich, his his book was awesome. Um, just kind of like going through that, following that strategy and really like making that effort to um, make content, you know, plan for different launches, different product launches, just just really having a strategy uh, for the brand. And I've been seeing a lot of success with that. Um, let's see. Oh, so um, home base. I don't really talk about home base that much, um, but I do work on it all the time um, and it's finally paying off. We're starting to get some traction now. Um, we got like a few investors who are interested. So I've just been working with me and my business partners on that. On, you know, just we're kind of, we kind of had to rechange. We had to change our strategy basically. Um, so we've been. What is home base? Uh, so home base is, is a co-living, co-working um, place. Uh, but it's going to be a little bit different than, I guess, if anyone's listening, if you're already familiar with like what co-living, um, co-working is. Or I guess if you're not, I guess I should explain it. Uh, co-working, I guess the, the the biggest one that I could mention, I'm sure people have heard of WeWork. Um, they're like a co-living place. So essentially you go somewhere to to get whatever work that you need done. And there's other people that are there. And there's, there's like office-like resources there, but it's more so like a community of people working versus like, you know, just being in an office with your coworkers. Um, different co-working spaces offer different things, um, but that's basically the gist of it. Um, co-living is a little similar, but except, you know, you're staying the night there. Um, and typically in co-living spaces, you have like, um, you have your own private room, but pretty much everything else is communal. Like you would share, um, the showers or the kitchen, um, the workspace. Sometimes they have like a small workspace there. 
um, anything outside of like your personal bedroom, so to speak, you would share with the other guests that are there. Um, it's typically for like people that are super nomadic freelancers, entrepreneurs, and you're looking to either find your way into a major city and you can't maybe, you're still just trying to figure out what you want to do, where you want to live, or to network. Um, I used to stay in quite a few co-living places in LA. Um, that's actually where I met uh, two of my business partners. Um, so yeah, so home base is going to be like that basically, but we're changing it up where we wanted to take old already like um existing buildings and kind of transforming them um into co-living co-working spaces uh but with a real focus on like um tech and making it super modern um everything that you would essentially need would be at the click of a button um on your phone um but to kind of like enhance the community aspect we also we'd offer like a, a marketplace so say you're um a graphic designer um, you would have that on your profile and someone that might be coming to stay at whatever location that you're at, maybe they need a graphic designer and they can, you know, interact with you directly, talk to you about um, their project, maybe look at your portfolio or even vice versa. Um, if you just are um, someone you're coming to stay with us because you're really just looking to, to find maybe a business partner or really just looking for projects. Um, so yeah, um, that, that's kind of like the gist of it, I think. I want to do in the few in the next few weeks. I'm actually going to do um, a podcast with me and my um, other business partners, and we're really going to explain um, home base a little bit more. And I'll be writing um, a medium article too um, to kind of really explain more of the like granular details on why we would we're so much different than um, our competitors. So work and basically my side projects have been taking up most of, most of my time. And then when I'm not working, of course, I'm out exploring nature, so. That's a pretty dope concept. I like that. Like the whole, if you're coming to this city, you have this hub, there's designers here. That's pretty cool. I've been kind of working on the usual, you know, just trying to grow for stackers only. Um, Drop the new tank tops today, actually. And people have been kind of buying them up and buying up the masks to face yeah. You bought two? <laughs> Thank you. I one of each Thank you. I need to get mine. For sure. Yeah, yeah, people people, been, people been buying them. I got. I have enough, though. People been buying them. Like My phone's been ding, 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 so I have to kind of put it on do not disturb. But there's some pretty Bad dope time. tank tops. And uh, I've been trying to get, like, I've been talking to uh, the woman who prints my T-shirts and prints my hoodies and just trying to get the things ready for uh black friday and just kind of working on my black friday plan for everything for that and new products that i want to come out with on that um actually recently got off the phone with portia shout out to portia uh we were just talking about she's helping me kind of get my lead generation up as far as uh, finding new deals here in my zip code and different zip codes that i work with and so i'm kind of kind of getting my lead generation up because i know there's going to be a lot of houses in the market and there are a lot of houses on the market and Atlanta is a really, really hot city right now. You know, my sister is a new home specialist and she's just been, you know, selling homes like crazy. A lot of people are moving down here. So, you know, I want to get my skills up and my knowledge up. And Portia is a huge researcher and she has a lot of knowledge on researching and finding homes and finding deals, finding owners. So I've been working on that a lot. Um, you know, recently I got my uh, home inspection license. So I've been taking like little courses on the side with that learning about like mold inspections and radon inspections, a little thing like that. So that way when I go into properties, 
I'm able to assess them better and I'm able to see the damage. Cause you know, it, it's one thing to see a house and, but you know, inspectors see homes differently. They see things that a, a, a normal person would not see. So I like getting that and just learning everything in that course right there, you know, put me on a different level. My aunt right now is currently actually uh, becoming a general contractor here in Georgia. And hopefully I'm going to be studying up under her and, you know, trying to learn as much as I can from her so that eventually one day I could become a general contractor because that's a bag that I'm trying to hop into. They make a lot of money. And she, you know, she's been in real estate for years and years now. But yeah, I've been kind of researching on everything I need to do to line that up because she is about to be a general contractor and that'll be something that I definitely could add to the home inspections, the mobile homes, to that whole bag, just kind of full circle it, you know. So that's what I'm working on right now. Just trying to not spend any money during the COVID. <laughs> Who knows that I'm going back to work, you know. So I'm just, you know, chilling. I've been doing some gambling, but you know. <laughs> it is what it is. I'd be chilling most for the most part saving my money and just kind of like, you know, realigning my plans for the next couple of years. I feel like everybody had to do this in the last couple of months, just kind of realign their plans. Is this is trying to change your five-year plan or it changed your two-year two plan. It definitely changed my two to five-year plan. So, you know, before, you know, my five-year plan, I was like, you know, I was probably going to be in film for about five years and use all my money from film and get more into investing and then retire in five years from the film industry. And just, you know, just be kind of like a real estate investor and kind of just, you know, do my own thing. But now I'm the way I'm looking at everything and the way I'm seeing that my job could just be like stopped like that, you know, and we don't know when we're going back to work. I'm leaning towards just, you know, full time investing now and just kind of doing my own thing, picking up more skills in the real estate field and just going that route. Because, you know, who knows when I'm going back to work. And even if they do start back filming, you know, I'll work, of course, but I'm always going to, you know, push harder instead of, you know, a five-year plan of full-time film, part-time real estate. My five-year plan is leaning towards, toward, uh, leaning more towards full-time real estate, part-time film, because I can't rely on the film industry to, you know, always pay my bills and always be there. And I think it's a better, it's, it's better for me in the long run because the return is better. You know, so yeah, that's what I'm working on. Making that pivot, you know, you got to pivot when time gets hard. Time starts to change. You just got to, you know, be able to adapt. These, what you working on? Other than living in that new condo, <laughs> selling out all these books on uh, on Amazon. <laughs> right, right. You definitely yeah. got, I know you're going to talk about the book. I can't wait to get mine. I've been salty seeing everyone else post their book. <laughs> Man, I've been watching my tracking on my little route app. Like, come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just been, you know, I launched the physical books last week. And uh, this weekend, like right now I'm in Virginia. And I just uh, signed everything. So I signed the 500 books uh, that people bought. And we're shipping them out right now. I think we shipped out like 200 orders yesterday. So we got like another 180 we have to ship out um tomorrow but like we just packing it up now um so that was great you know the physical book did well uh hit the top 10 amazon bestseller for like budgeting categories like budgeting and something else so that was dope shout out to base like he i appreciate him and i appreciate everybody for buying i appreciate everybody's support um 
And outside of that, I have been really trying to like clean up my systems too, just like Ari. Like I had broken links all over the place, mainly because like I stopped doing consultations right now because my life is just hectic. I got my master's going on. I'm trying to finish that. Like got to finish out strong. I got four more months left, so I can't like just fall off. Like I have a lot of stuff going on with my business, but you know, school is important too. I didn't, I didn't take all this time to do my master's just to like not finish it right at the end. So I have to put some of my stuff on hold. So consultation is going to be on hold until 2021, most likely, unless I do something like I did last year around Black Friday, where I did like a, a deal and let people do 30 minute consults. Uh, outside of that, like I just been working and I, I got a kitten and she's just been driving me crazy, really. So she's like a baby. So it's, I've been just taking care of her. Um, Wait, did yeah. you have to fly with her? No, no. She's she's still in Texas. So I'm like so worried about her. So I'm about to buy like a camera system because I'm going out of town again next weekend to go to the Black Sea Conference. So I'm going to buy like a camera system so I can at least kind of like see what's going on because you can talk to them through it and everything. So yeah, I got one of those little camera systems. It's a motion camera. So it basically yeah. it turns off, but anytime it has any motion or a flash of light, I realized a flash of light recently, like when my phone went off, mm-hmm. there's this flash and the camera automatically activated and sent me a notification. But you can talk through the camera. Yeah. When I went to Destin, I had somebody come over and water my plants and I scared mm-hmm. the shit out of them. And I was like, what you doing, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it works. It works perfectly fine. Yeah, so I'm thinking about getting that just so I can keep an eye on her. Because the thing about cats is that, like, as long as you give them enough food and water and, like, kitty litter, like, I bought another big uh, litter box for her, she's going to be fine. I'm only going for two days, really. So she'll be all right. So I'll be back home tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, that's that's really all that's been going on. Like, that's it. So, what what next right. topic do y'all want to go into? I gotta Anybody ask y'all a question. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> all right. Uh, what what's everybody's plans right now? Like, kind of going forward for the end of this month, these last couple quarters of the year, because I know everybody's kind of like, for me personally, I feel like everybody's doing this to kind of like planning on the go. Like, you know, here's a plan, but it can change next week. Just you know, kind of based on everything that's going on right now. So, what do you, what do you guys kind of what are you guys doing? Are you on the same thing, or do you have like a set plan for the end of the year? Yeah, um, I just gonna kick it up even harder and like really turn it into a business. So, like, I want to do 1.5 within a year, and I, like it's really doable with like the plan and stuff. Net, net, not gross, net whatever either way because you gonna my, hit it my living expenses are really low it's like three grand a month for my living expenses my business expenses just shot up it used to be a couple hundred now it's a couple thousand a month because of like the coaching and stuff and ads and as your list grows and you're you know you spend money in your tools and shit you're like ugh. <laughs> convert kid just hit me like a hundred something the other day i was like what since when or in the fucking zapier too i'm like god damn <laughs> yeah we, we need to pay those annuals i'm tired of seeing that monthly subscri- that monthly hit every month i'm like whoa convert kit 
<laughs> like, uh-uh, I need to, I need to pay for the annual and be done with this because I don't like. Yeah, Zapier that. just got me the other day. They got me off the free. They was like, we are holding two hundred zaps. I was like, God <laughs> damn, right? Kariba, Kariba, help! <laughs> uh, someone who's like a profit first accountant, she recommends that too. She goes like, pay the yearly, but still save monthly for it, so that when the next yearly hits, it's not a big chunk. It's already sitting there waiting for you like waiting for them to come out and get it and I was like she's like you're gonna pay it anyway (laughs) I mean and then on your taxes you just take care of it you know yeah that's another thing also is I am gonna close down my current LLC and start um start a new business under an s-corp um because one of my coaches is a contract and IP lawyer and so she just explained the differences between like sole proprietor, LLC, and S-Corp, and my tax bill this year is going to suck. This is the last year. You know, you can always file your LLC as an S-Corp. So if you file it as an S-Corp, it gets treated as an S-Corp. So you don't really... But I want to get, like, the marketing out of my business name and do something, like, a little bit more anonymous. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the beginning, I didn't know anything about like taxes and stuff. So I had my personal and business stuff all combined. So, oh, yeah. you know, so I'm I just want to separate it. Yeah. So I want to start, yeah, clean, start, start fresh, clean, do it right. So that my personal stuff, A, can't be found. <laughs> yeah. And B is like not liable. Not that I ever do anything shady or stuff, but reading, uh, you just never family know. Wealth, reading mm-hmm. family wealth and extreme privacy. Um but it just motivated me to like, all right, great book, well, right? So, like, get it, get it together again. Be a CEO and stop being a freelancer. That's facts. That's facts. Um, I guess Jazz, you can go next. What I'll link those the year? in the description also. Um, my plan. The what was the question? What was my plan for the rest of the year? Yeah. Um, well, I'm working on a SaaS product, so I really, really want to launch that by, like... What's a SaaS product for everybody that doesn't know, including me? So SaaS product probably software as a service, probably everything that y'all are probably using. Yeah, (laughs) SaaS, ConvertKit to SaaS. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to have that launched by, like, December, and that's kind of been something I've been working on whenever I have like some free time but I've also been fortunate enough where I've also been able to like test it um within three different companies um so that's been pretty cool just to kind of like get the feedback um and just really understand the core functionalities of what I need to build um it's been really unique I guess um if anyone is in like tech that's listening it's really cool to go from having a really cool idea that you think is cool in your head and building that and then showing it to people and then them saying like, well, it's not really that cool. <laughs> like you really just learn like um, all the features that you think are going to be so important or you think is going to be like a big hit. They probably aren't. Um, so I think the biggest thing is definitely get that outside research of um, from people, whether they know you or they don't, but um, just learning, just little things like that, just going through the process of just trying to build a, a SaaS product kind of on my own 
so in a way um i don't really have any other developer that's helping me i just have guidance from some people that i trust in the in the tech space but it's been cool it's been fun but that's definitely my goal i want to get that launched um so by like quarter one next year um it's like a full-blown company in a business okay so i don't think i said i told you guys what i'm gonna be working on but really it's gonna be more of what i'm doing now and really focusing on my lead generation i think that's gonna be the biggest thing that I'm going to be focusing on for the next couple of months is just trying to generate more leads and uh, close more deals really. And our, my biggest goal right now is to get land, acquire more land. So the way I can do that is lead generation and more of what I told you guys earlier, really more of the same. And I'm probably going to be switching up just as the times go and see how the market goes and how everything goes. Like I might not acquire anything anytime soon, just because I know, Prices right now, just down here in Georgia, Atlanta is kind of high. You know, houses are still selling. But as the market starts to slow down, it's probably when I'm going to try and get what I, what I want to get. But I know some markets, the prices are starting to go down already. So we'll see. Everybody moving down south. They're leaving the big cities up north. Yeah, yeah. I started to notice that. Like, I've been... You know me, I'm always on YouTube, so all I do is watch the YouTubers and like, always laughing. <laughs> so all the YouTubers are really like, I'm moving to Atlanta. Like so oh, look, many I'm YouTubers with you. I watch are a lot moving of to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And like they all the come that in are here. In LA. Yeah, people that have been living in LA for like years, they're moving to Atlanta. People that have been living in New York, they're they're moving to Atlanta. I mean, people got to realize like a lot of these cities really aren't worth it. Like, so you're going to get way more bang for your buck in the South, whether you're in Atlanta or whether you're in Texas or Florida or something like that. Like most likely you won't do better because it's a lot. It's for me, I think it's a lot of, a lot more creative people in like the online space, like influencers and stuff like that. They're mostly in the South. Like, you really don't see unless like it's Hollywood type like They're entertainers, in Texas, rappers, model, Georgia, Danny, Florida. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the big places that they Texas. are. Taxes. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> might as well say that money and and be down there uh, with everybody California else. taxes. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And they just proposed a new a new uh, something a new package in California where they want to tax people fifty four percent. Like over, if whoever makes over a certain amount, it's like fifty-two percent. You make over a certain amount, so it's like a lot of people are going to be. If they do implement that in California, a lot of people are going to be leaving California. They're not going to pay fifty-two percent in taxes just because they're a millionaire. Moving to Texas. Yeah, and yeah. so like, uh, <clears throat> I think the big thing about moving to Atlanta. I mean, you guys have probably been to Atlanta before. I know Bees comes here, you know, ever so often. But here, it's not just the city. Like, we have a big suburban area, you know? And, like, you can buy a house for 300000 400000 and it'd be a large house. And you have a nice yard, and you can still get into the city and have all the amenities. You can go to Lenox. Uh, the airport can take you anywhere in the world nonstop. You know, it, people are realizing, you know, the value of living in the South. And a lot of people are coming to Atlanta because the cost of living versus the city, you know? it's a hot city, you know, there's, you, there's so much going on, you know, for, versus people like, okay, well, why don't you move to like Charlotte? Charlotte is a, is a decent city as far as the, the economy, as far as housing prices, as far as jobs, 
But for some reason, people pick Atlanta over Charlotte because to them, Atlanta's just, I don't know, more popping city. There's more to do here. I don't know. But people come here because they get more bang for their buck, like V said. You can get a fat house. <laughs> you get all the amenities of the shopping. You get the designer stores that you want to go and walk into. You get all the shows. Um, before the pandemic, uh, you, any concert that you wanted, they came to Atlanta. Um, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, sporting events. You know, we had a pretty decent market. And actually, our sporting our sport teams for the first time, <laughs> they're actually on the way up. So people people want to come here. When they open back up sports here, we got a banging basketball team. The soccer team just won a championship. And, you know, the Falcons are the Falcons. Everybody loves Falcons in the South. Football, you know, is huge down here. I think a lot more people are going to be leaving uh, the North more than they are now. They're, over the next year, it's going to be a mass exodus to cities like Atlanta, cities like Charlotte, places in Florida. Um, Texas is going to be a big hot spot. People move into Texas, you know. I've seen people saying they're going to move to uh, Louisiana, you know, Mississippi. They move into the country because they're getting more oh, bang for their buck. <clears throat> yeah, because, well, I mean, even even though people think like, okay, Mississippi is all country, there's still little suburban areas where they have all the amenities, you know, of the city. They just don't have the big market of everything else, you know, like the big concerts or the big sporting teams. But, you know, they still have everything else but you know people are like yo i'm getting the hell out of pennsylvania and moving to texas or i'm getting the hell out of uh you know upstate new york because it's expensive you know the weather sucks half of the year and it's crowded up here you know if i'm working remotely why not move south or you know move somewhere else with more affordable or i can you know get a bit better bang for my buck with my taxes like you know state income taxes I was just about to say the biggest influence of that is going to be how the workforce is shifting right now, Mm -hmm. how companies are opening up more to the idea of whether it's a hundred percent remote or being a lot Mm -hmm. more on schedules. Mm -hmm. That's also going to be like the biggest migration that's about to happen is basically because these companies are finally coming around to the idea of remote work. I mean, I even have it. I have friends at work now two or three days in office and you know the rest of the time they work at home and so if you were commuting let's say right through traffic I mean a regular commute is like 30 minutes but let's say you sit in traffic every day so you got to commute like an hour to work and an hour back home right and you do that five days a week that's probably like you like oh that's a dub I ain't trying to do that but if you only have to do that two to three times a week it's you know, you're more like, it's not that bad. You're more likely to be like, you know what, I'm going to, instead of getting that apartment in the city, I'm more likely to get, you know, that townhouse a little bit further out, you know, get yeah. more bang for my buck and get a bigger house, get more space. People are not going to be wanting to live in these cities if they have a situation like that. And even though that's kind of rare, it's, it's more, it's not, it's not as rare as you think, you know, like it's going to be a lot of people in this position where they only have to work a couple of days in the office and work at home the rest of the time. And they're not going to be, not going to be living in these cities. There's going to be a mass exodus. Everybody's going to just go like kind of be a wave, slowly move out, you know, and I think it's going to be great back to the country, back to the sticks. And then the cities will, won't be as crowded. I think New York had a huge overcrowding issue before. And I don't know how true those numbers are, but what they were saying, like a lot of the news was reporting that half a million people moved out of New York City in like the first two months, like March and April, or March, April, May, like half a million people moved out of New York City. 
I think that number is going to go up significantly if it is a true number. Because, like, yeah. why would you stay in New York? I know, most people want to leave New York. They just can't. It's so expensive. Mm-hmm. You can't even afford enough to even go somewhere else. Yeah, like, but you give me you give me twelve hundred dollars and unemployment plus six hundred dollars for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I'm that gives it. me a little bit more cushion to get yeah. the hell out of New York and go back down south. You know, a lot of people up north have family down south. You know, and right. so they take that money, they come down south, and they build something new for themselves. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. I mean, I was talking about this on Twitter. I think back in like March or April, I think you're going to see a lot more people moving back in with family members. Like people, like before they weren't okay with it, but now they're like, you know what? I might just live with my parents for like a year. It makes sense because it makes sense. Or people just like, you know, I think I'm gonna get a roommate. You know, something like that type of situation. You know, uh, where people live in a house where it's like four or five bedrooms and they all just you know share the rent. I think you're gonna see a lot more situations like that. People just doing what they can do to make it work financially because we're about to go into some really tough times, you know. I was looking at this map the other day, and it was saying something about, it had, like, different percentages of who pay, who hasn't paid rent in each state. You guys might have seen it on the timeline. But it had all these different percentages of who hasn't paid rent since March, and Georgia had one of the highest rates. It was, like, 46% of renters in the state of Georgia haven't paid rent or have missed a rent payment since March or whatever, or late or up for eviction in the next couple of months. And it was just like eye-opening because every single state was above like 30%. Like every single state, it was crazy to see like so many people are up for eviction. And it was just like, you're going to see like, there's no possible way to see, say that, okay, all these people are up for eviction. Um, New York. New York has the highest pool of renters of any state in America. A third or something like a third or a quarter of all their renters haven't paid rent since March. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at those numbers and understand that people are going to have to move and go somewhere. If they're going to get evicted or if the house is going to get foreclosed on, they can't stay unless the the government just stops all evictions or whatever. But they're going to have to go somewhere. So you're going to see family shacking up family you know what I'm saying? People like, yo, let's get a house together or let's get an apartment together. My apartment is too expensive. Like right now, my apartment is like twelve fifty, twelve sixty a month. Like it's like twelve sixty and change a month, right? It's a one bedroom. If I get a two bedroom in my neighborhood, it's like almost fifteen hundred dollars. But if I split that with somebody, you know what I'm saying? That's way cheaper. So you're going to have a lot of people in, in scenarios and situations like where they think like, okay, do I want to pay 1200 for a one bedroom or I just dug it out with a roommate and pay, you know, half that or a little bit more than half that. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot more people are going to be pushed into situations like that. Oh, I agree. So, I think like it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a real push on like these communal type spaces. Like I think we're going to be, I think when COVID is over at least, um, we're going to be a lot more open to, you know, figuring out ways to cut corners on almost everything. And like you said, if that means I can get a roommate and that saves me three, $400 a month or whatever, or if I can, I don't know, somehow share my gym membership with my friend, I'm going to do that. If I can share somehow like my, my dining, like when I go out to eat, like if somehow it's like set up where like I can somehow save that way. Like, I feel like that's going to be the mindset for a lot of people moving forward. Like in everything that I do, how can I save a little bit more? 
Yep. I was telling people to share the BJ's, Costco's, and Sam's Club memberships. Right. Or, you know, see you how well, much it is. You can put at least two people on it. Yeah, you could put somebody on it. Y'all can split the cost of a yearly membership. And it'd be like, what, $10, $10 per year per person? $10, $15 mm-hmm. if y'all split it? Share these subscriptions. Share Hulu, mm-hmm. Netflix. Apple, uh, Tidal, Spotify, share that with your family, your friends. Yep, yep. And I share that with my sisters. Bust it down. Yep. yep. Because, yeah. you know, we're coming into a time where every, everything's uncertain. You don't know if your job's going to be there. You don't know if they're going to be like, yeah, we can't pay you this much, but we can offer you a position and pay you this much. A lot mm-hmm. of people get moved around in companies or just let go, you know? So you got to watch your finances really closely, watch your spending very closely and just like understand that t- t- tomorrow, not promise, like save all your bread. So you cut I a think, corner. Go ahead. Yeah. So I think this is a good like segue into now that the $600 of the unemployment benefit a week has been cut off. Like, how do you think that like how do you all think that people should move forward because that that benefit has expired um at this point i really can't say that they're gonna pass the new one in august because i think somebody was telling me that they have like until the 10th and then they're going on like vacation or something for a couple of weeks or something like that yeah they're gonna go into like a recess or something yeah Yeah. so i mean there's no guarantee that it's gonna get passed in august it possibly might not get passed until september and then they're also saying that it's not going to be six hundred dollars when it comes back and then it uh, might be two hundred at most at most, right, like two hundred, three hundred dollars, and then people banking on it being at least seventy percent of what you were making before. I wouldn't bank on that because if that was the case, it would have already passed. Like mm-hmm. we, it wouldn't have expired. They would have passed it already, and we wouldn't mm-hmm. even be having this conversation. So, well, what people don't realize is that unemployment is coming from money that you already made. You work and yep. you pay into your unemployment. Okay, yeah, the that there is only fund. so much unemployment that you pay into per per year like you know Mm -hmm. so once that it runs out they had the federal pandemic uh extension where they doubled up they gave you like in georgia i think they give you like 13 weeks and then after that they gave them another 13 weeks and some Mm -hmm. some states it got extended to 20 weeks and so if they do it again it's no longer your money that was been put into a pot you know what i'm saying it not only are not only are they going to extend the regular unemployment benefit, they have to add money on top from the federal government. So they're going to pay the states to give you an extra extension of the regular unemployment benefit. And then they're on top, they're going to give you that FPUC, which is the federal pandemic unemployment compensation, which is the extra $600 on top. So that's why they're not, look, we ain't trying to do this shit because the states have now run out of your your unemployment money that you've been putting away to the side in your paycheck. You know what I'm saying? So now they like the federal government. They're like, first federal government was only giving out 600 every week per person. Now they're trying to say, hey, we wanted y'all to give out 600 every week per person plus whatever the states uh, promised that they were already getting before, whatever your max was, whether it's 200 or 300 a week or some states do 600 a week. They're trying to say, they need to pay that plus a federal government stimulus on top of that. And that's why the Republicans are fighting it so hard. Cause they're like, nah, fuck this shit. We need to get them to go back to work. We're not trying to print no more money. The crazy thing with all of that is, is that $600 a week is literally holding up the economy. It's literally why the only, it's the only reason the stock market is jumping like it is. <laughs> like it's 
well, one of the only reasons, you know, a couple of companies are jumping because of the pandemic, but like it's keeping the, you know, everybody alive right now, you know, and thriving without it chaos ensues you know they already saying people already going hungry they already said uh uh, you know mass evictions and foreclosures even though over 30 million people got unemployment so you know we're about to we're about to see what's really about to happen in the next i wouldn't even say a month you know some people not even gonna make august rent so so what do y'all think people should do moving forward like I personally, I think that at this point on, because 2021 is going to be something that we've never seen before. Mm-mm. So if you think that everything's going to go back to normal, you're thinking wrong because the, the, this is a uh, variation of the new normal because we still haven't, it was like, oh, we kind of like a rocket that took off and we're, you know, we kind of went up in the air. We haven't even really peaked and came on the way back down yet. So like people think like, oh, this is the new normal. Like this is not even a new normal yet. Like this shit is still evolving. Experienced it yet. <laughs> it's like a car crash. It's like a car accident in slow motion. Like we, the car has not come to a rest yet. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> we're still in the accident yeah. phase. Yeah. Yeah. We still haven't seen the, the full effects. Like the um, housing is about to be crazy. Like, I think that chart that you were talking about, I believe every state was at least 40% facing yeah. evictions for, from renters. Georgia was one of the highest at 46%. Mm-hmm. I think there yeah. was like maybe one other state that was higher than Georgia. Georgia was number one, but 46% of renters are facing eviction. And I've been calling around to the counties to kind of just kind of see what's going on. I know DeKalb County, which is a major county in uh, Georgia, for people that are listening and don't know, DeKalb County is a county in uh, Georgia that houses a, a part of the city of Atlanta. Um, they said that they're going to start eviction process coming up August 12th. Wow. And they, and they have a back. Well, that was last week. They, you know, they this could change. This is something that's been changing like every week. And she says, as of right now, they're going to start the proceedings, which means like court. Um, august 12th and they have a backlog from like march maybe 16th or 19th somewhere around there so they got to go all the way back and start those evictions and then trickle all the way down to the people that are going to be filing like tomorrow or you know for the people that didn't pay on the first so um I think Fulton County, uh, they didn't have a specific date, but they were saying like August, September is when they're going to be processing. And if anybody doesn't know the eviction process, um, you have to file like with the courts. And then once the courts okay it and the judge sounds off on it, and then they give you a date that you have to be out by, then they, you know, give it off to the marshals of the county, county marshals, and the marshals have to come and evict you. So what happened at the beginning of the pandemic is when um the federal government and the state governments weren't really saying anything about uh, about uh evicting people some counties and cities took it upon themselves to stop evictions you know that guy you guys probably heard about that like how they like california says you know no evictions no foreclosures in the state and other cities and you know counties kind of took it upon themselves well the marshals here in Fulton County and DeKalb County, those county marshals stopped evicting people, even though they were still doing the eviction process in the courts and still signing off on it and sending it over to the marshals. They weren't evicting nobody. They were like, fuck it, we're not evicting anybody. They stopped it, they halted it. So 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens coming forward. Like, are the marshals going to be evicting people? Is it going to be like a crazy backlog of evictions? Because like, you know, the eviction process takes, you know, a couple months in some states and some states take 60 days. So it's like you get evicted in court. How long does it take until the marshals come and kick you out? Because the owner can't just come kick you out. The marshals have to come do it. So it's like, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. You're going to see a lot of cases where maybe the city filed and said they, you know, the house is foreclosed upon, but the marshals never came out because the marshals are, are behind for like a month. So who knows? Who knows what's about to happen? It's going to be really, really crazy. I suggest, highly, highly suggest everybody save money to go back to Beast's question. I think everybody should save as much money as possible. Don't make any unnecessary purchases. Like even audit the things that you're, you got reoccurring right now, like your subscriptions and all the extra shit. Like just look at it and be like, do I really need this? Because you never know where, where this path will take us. You know, you never know if your company that you're working for that you're getting steady paychecks for and you have been getting steady paychecks for, you don't know how their books look. You don't know how, what they're doing on the back end you could lose your job in a couple of months. You know, they might have been struggling during the pandemic and then, you know, you might get furloughed. So you never know. You might want to just, everybody save your money, pick up some side skills, pick up a side hustle if you don't already have one, or if you do have one, get better at your side hustle. Make sure you can make money through a pandemic. Ari, you got any suggestions for the people? You've been real quiet. You know, honestly, this shit stresses me out. It makes me anxious. <laughs> it makes it like it True. really fucking stresses me out. It makes me super anxious. But it's like it's still important to listen and prepare for, even though like I don't like it and like it literally makes me sweat and shake, right? Um, I do see like services and even like education winning, which I predicted the opposite. I would have I was saying like, oh, I thought I was screwed this year. And it's yeah. been, yeah. it's been a really good year for me. Like I'm going to hit, this is my second business model and business. And um, I, I thought I was going to hit six figures in September and I'm going to do it next month or no, this month. Sorry. We're in August already. So that's been surprising. But then the preparing me is like, all right, you know, you did 29. Can you do it again? And you know, how long is this going to last? Right. <laughs> Hopefully, like, it's still good and, you know, services and education and information are still going to do well. I think they will from, like, what I'm seeing and, like, the people that, um, you know, whose businesses are bigger than mine who've been through, like, a few rounds of economic shit going on, even though, like, this isn't something we've seen before. But also, like, I'm being smarter. You know, I desperately want to move, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't have to. So, you know, I'm just chilling and sacrificing a little bit. Um, I want to get a new car and no, you know, I'm not making like any big purchases. I want to buy, you know, a property. No, like for me, not right now. And I am super risk averse and conservative when it comes to investments and big purchases because um, of Silas. Right. So like, I can lose it all and I'll, I'll sleep in the street if I have to, right? Like I know I can bounce back, but I can't ever give my kid that experience, right? I have to always make sure that like he at least has his basics and essentials, you know? So it makes me 
it's, it's like, it's scary, but also I lived through, um, <laughs> the, the 2007 bubble, you know, uh, when the housing market collapsed, the, not the first time, I guess the first time for me and like, you know, had to like figure out how to get a job then and shit was making like 12 bucks an hour. <laughs> Um, but you know, I definitely think like learning a service business, um, where you are doing things for other people is going to be valuable. And like, you may not make a shit ton of money at like right now or in the beginning, but it is still money to be made. Right. Um, teaching others what you do, if you're in like, you know, a good position and you make good money that that's doing incredibly well. Um, and I would just pay attention to the people who um, are doing well right now. Like what industries are they in? What services are they offering? How are they um, showing up and marketing themselves? So I'm about to return and go on like a huge marketing sprint for the rest of the year. Uh, so I've been mentally preparing for that, getting my ideas together, everything organized, making sure my sales funnels and stuff are prepped, you know, it's not a time to hide or be hesitant or overthink or, you know, it has to be perfect before I publish it. Cause you know, the people like me who publish imperfectly are going to eat you up. We're going to take up the space <laughs> so you can join or you can sit back and, you know, let everybody else take your, you know, your leads, your customers, your clients and the market share, you know, but build a list. I don't care. Like if you don't want to sell anything, you don't have anything to talk about. You don't want to build an audience. Does it, it doesn't matter. You have to build a list. You should be building an audience if you're on social media, whether you do something or not with it, whatever, but at least you have an option. Should you be put in a situation that you need to make some money? Right. Um, you know, I think this year is for me, it's not, it hasn't been a year of like what I want to do. It's doing everything that I have to do, whether I feel like doing it or not. You know, that's what this year has really shown me. That's all. That was actually a really good question. <laughs> but I totally agree the whole uh, with the kid thing. Uh, was Jack saying something? My bad. No. No, I was saying, did she no. have anything to say? How people should uh, move forward? I mean, I just agree. I agree with Tara, like save your money because you really just never know. Like you could be at a really big company and you never know tomorrow. They may just decide they want to lay off 200 people in your department or something like definitely save your money. Cause like she was saying before, I don't think we've seen the worst of what COVID is going to do to our economy. So if you were in the position where like maybe you unfortunately got laid off and you were able to collect those checks, I hope that you were able to save some of it. Um, Cause everything, I feel like the future is just so unknown right now that the best thing you can do is have some money in your pocket. Yeah, we definitely haven't seen the worst of it because I mean, you have a whole class of people, a whole group of people who I mean, they might have been on unemployment and unemployment was less than what they were making before. So they've been able to kind of like thug it out or, you know, maybe it was more than before and they've been able to say, but once it all ends, because you got to think about this, you know, with COVID being 
a, a viral disease, um, it, it's not just going to be gone in a couple of months or in the spring. You know, people are like, well, next summer, I'm like, well, next summer, COVID is still going to be here and they're still going to be going through rounds of vaccines because maybe the first round got out to 3 million people and then some bad things happened and they got to, you know, go back to the testing ground and start some new shit. You know, that's how science and chemistry and medicine works, you know? So for people to think that this is over, we're over the hump, we're, we're barely through stage one on like a 22 stage <laughs> video game. You know, it's like so much more that's, that's going to go into this. You got people that's living on their savings and they might be good till December or November. And then, then during the holiday season, it might get harder for them, you know? So you got to think about all these things and then people are going to be adjusting to the fact that a lot of kids aren't going back to school physically. So they're going to have to spend more money on childcare or they're going to be home and spending more money on groceries and things like that. And so they're going to be adjusting their income, whether their income, I mean, whether they're spending more or spending less, you know, it's going to be a trickle down effect, you know, just like I was talking about the other day um, on the timeline. I'm not sure if you guys were in the conversation uh, I was saying how like the farmers, um, when I was managing a restaurant, we had like maybe 20 or 30 different distributors that we ordered things from, like liquor distributors. Uh, you had uh, places we ordered organic eggs from. There were places we ordered certain uh, vet produce from, uh, a different, you know, beef producer or whatever. All these different places, even uniforms, you know, down to everything, right? So it's like with all these restaurants closing down, you got to think about the trickle effect of all of that, all these distributors that service rest this restaurant industry, not just the farmers. So, you know, you got to think about that. All of those people that work in those industries, maybe their company um, had them on unemployment, not are, they're off of unemployment now, or, you know, maybe it's run out. You never know. There's all these different scenarios that we have to think about and all these different people that pay rent and pay mortgages that are going to be affected because the restaurant industry was decimated by the pandemic. You know, the restaurant industry has so many different avenues to it. You know, the liquor industry, yeah, they're selling a lot at the liquor store, but is it keeping up with the amount of, you know, money they were making off of events like St. Patrick's Day or um, SEC football tailgating in the South or, you know, uh, game day in the NFL? You know, those are big, big days where you sell two things, wings and alcohol. You know, and so with all of this being shut down and with people being at home and, you know, the restaurant industry not being opened up and things not being open, you got to kind of look at all the, the factors that are being, you know, touched by the pandemic. And I think we're, we're barely, we're not even a corner of the tip of the iceberg. It's like <laughs> next summer is going to be very interesting because like if you look at where we were in January versus where we were in April versus june versus now that's like four or five different americas <laughs> like all different shit so much shit has happened since january like if you think we still have august through december to live through with people getting off of unemployment that extra 600 this week this is a whole new chapter yeah so about that unemployment like people are on twitter I know everybody saw this. People were on Twitter talking about how um, the people who were laid off shouldn't have gotten all that money. They're like uh, $600 a week for 52 weeks is 48000 a year. Like nobody should have been getting that much 
how much money on average. And I'm just like, like do y'all not get it? People aren't going to make this much money a year straight. Like, First of all, most states' unemployment like is only like 13 to 20 weeks. Like, I think California maybe has the longest unemployment, like 20 weeks. I may be wrong, but like unemployment isn't like a whole year thing. It's like for a couple of months, maybe you get an extension due to certain circumstances, but then you're, you're off of it after that. It's just a boost to help you while you're looking for a job. That's it. Yeah. What were you about to say, Ari? Yeah, go ahead, Ari. I was about to say B's cut out, so I wanted her to uh, repeat what she said. <laughs> oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. For just like when you started talking for like a few seconds, it cut out. Mm. I guess fuck it. <laughs> it was like on the. It was like the last thing you said about the unemployment. Oh, oh, it was just. I was just saying like how people were saying that uh, people did not deserve to get unemployment all year long because they weren't making that much before they got laid off and most people on average don't make 48,000 a year so why do they deserve to make that much money a year and the people who were essential still working weren't even making that much but I guess like people they just don't get it like these unemployment benefits don't last for a year on out like they're not going to last that long as you can see right now they just expired so people are just viewing it from like a selfish lens mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's what's wrong with Americans like everybody's just so damn selfish everybody's Everybody just about selfish. themselves when it comes to masks when it comes to this unemployment money like everybody well, is selfish they're selfish and they're ignorant and uninformed yeah, like too. because if you if you think about it like only the federal pen only the federal extra money ends like a lot of people's unemployment will still go they're just only mm-hmm. getting state unemployment so when they're people like oh your unemployment is ending haha you're not getting no money they're still getting money they're just not getting extra you know federal assistance you know what i'm saying the the government you know the congress and all and they're meeting to talk about the federal portion and if they extend the federal port and they're talking about extending the federal portion and giving states more money to extend the state portion of the unemployment, which I think they should do because at this point, you can't send people back to work in mass to a lot of these places. A lot of places in America, people work in tight spaces, you would have mass, you know, transmission of COVID-19. So if people can't work and they, you know, they have to stay home, you have to help them, you know, pay their bills or you have to stop evictions and foreclosures and credit card debt and put a hold on all credit you know people's credit from being you know just completely wiped out so like they have to do something they can't just (laughs) they have to do something they just can't like not do anything i don't know why everybody's so worried about other people's pockets and shit i don't know maybe it's just me but i'm never worried about what 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 other people are doing right if if someone needs the unemployment then they need the unemployment and it's like never going to waste my time worrying about it like this whole year i've just been focused on making sure that my shit is together and my shit is right cuz that's such wasted energy to even like tweet something like that like damn not only do you think like that but you took time you'll never get back to go and like criticize somebody who just isn't in a good situation or position, regardless of how they're acting. Like, it's still scary to be in that situation, you know, to to not have work. 
right and to be mad at somebody that's making forty eight thousand dollars a year let's go ahead and start there come on (laughs) you know what the least the government can do is give it forty eight thousand dollars a year to get back on their feet and you know like (laughs) like what forty eight thousand dollars a year that's what you mad at you mad at people and they're like they're sitting at home they're being lazy what else can they do like if you work in a in a setting where you can't work there's nothing else that you can do you can't pay your bills it's not like we're in a situation where people are just willingly not working you know right and yes there are jobs out there but the jobs that are open if we tell everybody to come off of unemployment and we fill all those open jobs there's still going to be people on unemployment that's going to be a lot of people on unemployment there's still going to be people that's going to be unemployed we still need all those jobs that can't be worked the restaurant industry is like 16 million people alone (laughs) alone and that wasn't the only industry that was wiped out you got like the other part of uh tourism that's not the restaurant industry like you have the airline industry (laughs) vegas is hotels I got you know a good ass deal um, on a room. Um, what do you call it? My parents are coming into town next weekend. And so I got them like a sweet deal for the Cosmopolitan. Like stupid. Like like 125 or something at the Cosmo a night. But it's, it's dead empty. I was at like the pool this weekend and nobody's there. Like, nobody is out here. And There's so many industries. This is a city that thrives off. Tourism, event, um, sport, you know, and it's quiet as shit. I mean, no, I, I was really like, I was just like you said, events. I was thinking about this guy. They were talking about people like promoters. They were like, promoters ain't shit for throwing events right now, da 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 da. And I was just like, I mean, they ain't shit. And I don't think they should be throwing events, but I just think their whole industry has been decimated if you're a promoter. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you yeah, promoting? They're trying to make money. Yeah, they like, at what this are you point, promoting? that's all they know. They like, shit, well, this is my bread and butter, so I got to get back to promoting. Yeah, and I was like, especially like Vegas promoters or, you know, like the casinos, they're taking a hit. People, people that work in schools that are just hourly workers that don't have jobs right now, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to understand, like, there's more industries than people can even think about out there that are being touched by this. And it's like a spider web. It's a trickle effect that, like, like I talked about the restaurant industry, there's other industries that aren't open right now <laughs> that are being affected, just like tourism is being affected, like the restaurant industry. There's so many companies that are distributors for companies in tourism that it'll make your mind, like, just pop. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different companies that have to do with tourism and they're not making any money right now pool season is shot here like there's some hotels to like they're not even opening their pool i think dre's after hours like the pool and after hours that's closed that's done um at the pool this weekend they're, they're only letting in a certain number of people in at a time and like the chairs are all spread out the lifeguards are telling people like nope you know distance in the pool Um, one thing that was interesting though, when we checked in was they didn't do a temperature check. You have to wear a mask or you can't, you can't come into the hotel or casino at all. Um, but that wasn't even like fully enforced also, but you know, at the different, this was interesting at the slots and stuff, not the slots. Um, what are the fucking games that like poker tape, the tables at the tables, there's like plastic coverings and shields and set up and all the employees are wearing masks and stuff but like 
couldn't eat anywhere at a hotel. Like all the reservations were booked out so they can keep like a certain number of people in there also. Um, it's just, it's different, but it's, you know, again, like the win should be packed. The strip this time is packed with people where you can't like even walk. And now it's like a ghost town, right? Like it's crazy. I wonder what all like the bottle girls are doing also like the girls like from the pools and in the clubs because this Atlanta, is Atlanta they working <laughs> <laughs> whether it's private events or what they yeah. working please yeah. believe it mm-hmm. but the clubs are open in Atlanta let me tell y'all something you go on Instagram right now and just go to Atlanta and look up any club and you'd be like wait they open open you don't see a mask inside the bottle girls got on masks the bartenders <laughs> got on masks the people they shoulder to shoulder in there like like it's nothing like it's last summer yeah i just don't understand why we aren't at least doing temperature checks like that was one of the very first things that china implemented like they even put up like uh thermal cameras so they didn't even have to like physically have somebody standing there doing the temperature checks they just had their cameras and it would just flag your ass like oh no your temperature is too high you can't come in here Man, they started off with the checkpoints, like in certain mm-hmm. areas. They just had random checkpoints all over the place while they was working on installing the cameras. Yeah, China did not play, and yeah, we played I mean, too much over here. That. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> this, like, honestly, I like I said, this is going to decimate black people for generations. Like people that lost their job and may lose their home, or you know, may get evicted, or that was probably doing good this year and you know saving up, and now they living off their savings you know it's gonna hurt I mean not just black people but you know we were already kind of fighting the the fight and now we got this put on us a lot of black people were put out of work you know working Mm -hmm. in retail working in the restaurant industry uh working in different industries like the airline industry and working in hotels and tourism and stuff like we got a lot of us got laid off a lot of us are not working right now so like it's going to have a ripple effect for years to come for like the next decade. It's just, just like people still recovering from 2008. This is even worse. Because 2008, the job market was still open, even though it was harder to find, it was hard to find a job. Yeah. You know, places are still open. Like a lot of people lost their job and they went to the restaurant industry and restaurant industry and started serving tables while they were looking for their corporate job. You know, you can't even do that right now. You lost your corporate job. Where are you going to go? A lot of places don't have positions open. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Like, if you got something stable, you better hold on to it. You get a stable opportunity, you better jump on it and make sure you can keep it. Do whatever you can in your power to keep that money coming in, keep that job that you got, keep that opportunity, because they're like, it's few and far in between. Like, it's, it's really crazy out here right now. So if you got something good, hold on to it. You better really make sure you're making the right decision because, like, people that are thinking, like, well, I'm about to just quit my job and do my side hustle. You better really think about that because if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you just cut off your main income. So you really need to <laughs> you really need to think twice because I'm telling you, 2021 is not about to be no joke. So if your money not, not right. quit your fucking jobs. Private yeah. insurance is expensive. Taxes are expensive. Like, please do not quit your jobs right now. And remember what I said a couple episodes ago. Yeah, not the time. Remember what I said a couple episodes ago? Episodes ago, 
we were talking about uh, how when the unemployment ends, they're not going to extend it, and there's going to be a mass, like, everybody's going to be trying to sign up for the open jobs, like all these Amazon jobs and these delivery jobs and everything, and then there's going to be a point where there's going to be no more jobs. It's going to be hard to come by an Amazon warehouse job or a Walmart warehouse job or something like that. This is now the time. When the money starts to dry up and people realize, oh, shit, the government's not coming to help they're going to be like, well, shit, let me go hurry up and get a job. And there's going to be a point where Amazon not going to be hiring no more because they already got everybody, all the spots filled. And you got to wait for the new warehouse to be built or something like that. There's People are going to go fill these jobs just, that are open. The little jobs that are open, the small pool of jobs, these warehouse jobs, the delivery jobs, the food delivery, all that, everything that's like COVID related, they're about to get filled up. Watch. And then there's going to be a point where it's like, probably going to be like October. If they don't pass any extra, any extra relief, you're going to get, a, get to a point where like October, November, you're going to have people like, look, we don't have any more unemployment, no more government assistance. There's no jobs. We're in a depression. Already. Yeah, we really are. Um, I think that was a, a deep segment. And I think we should try to like lighten it up a little bit. I don't know if this yeah, will be our last question. <laughs> yeah. Or our last topic, but recently on the timeline with the, with the vacations, like as a woman, if y'all have to pay half, how are you going to treat that vacation? Are you going on it? Are you not going on it? Like wh what you going to do? Like if, if the person that's telling you, Hey, let's go on a vacation, but you got to pay half. Like how you going to act? I'm going alone. Exactly. Or we're going out with friends. <laughs> Look, if you if invite you me, room, I'll get my room. Hey, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> That's my buddy. <laughs> buddy. That's buddy. your new name. That's my friend. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like if you invite me on a vacation, that means you telling me like you want to pay for it. It's just like you ask somebody out on a date. If I ask you out on a date, I'm paying for it, right? Exactly. How does the how does that? It just depends on the conversation, like because you yeah. said someone was like asking you to go on a vacation, and it was like, but you got to mm -hmm. go have. Then it's a little different. Like what you asking me? You but asking me. I'm like, I'm like that with friends. If I invite you out somewhere to eat with me, I'm expecting to pay, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't ever want to put like my friend or family like in a position where like oh I can't order it or like they're sweating right it's like if I invite you out expect me to pay end up splitting it or whatever that's mm -hmm. cool but like I'm fully expecting to pay when I extend an invite or if I invite you to my house I don't expect you to, to bring your own fucking dinner right <laughs> like no I you come over I'm hosting you I'm entertaining you so like I don't understand where people's manners are like just basic ass manners like mm -hmm. and then it's like a huge <laughs> you're wrong if you have manners and like have that expectation of like you're inviting me somewhere like, like if you're making it clear i'm gonna have to pay for half well that's do, can you even afford my kind of half right like i'm fuck it i'm just gonna go myself god damn it <laughs> <laughs> shit if i'm paying half that means we get a more expensive vacation right like we going somewhere else or like, no, if you invite me somewhere, I expect you to pay. But like, cause I, if I invite you somewhere, I'm going to pay. Now there are 
stipulations to this. If we are in a relationship together and we decide like, yo, we gonna go somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm gonna buy the tickets and then when we get there, you gonna ball out on the exactly. food. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like if it was just something like that, like, yeah, let's do this. It just depends yeah. on the, it really just depends yeah. on I wouldn't mind doing that with my significant other like yeah yeah, but then I'm also the person like I'm also the person that like if you invite me somewhere and you paid for me to get there like or you paid for my way there like I'm probably gonna spend some money when I'm there on you you know what I'm saying so like it's not gonna feel like oh I paid for everything you know what I'm saying like I just went out of town and I didn't have to pay for my hotel you know what I'm saying when we got out to eat, I was like, shit, I got the dinner. You just paid for the hotel for us to go to Florida. Let me go ahead and th- get, throw some dinner or I'll pay for us when we go down there or whatever. That's just how I, I am. I want to like date or hang out with somebody, though, who's like making such a big deal about it, though. Like, yeah, whole experience. Exactly. Like, that's no fun. Like, if, if you can't do it, you can't swing it, then go, go by yourself <laughs> or don't go with me. Right. But like, you're going to be like, you know, and not to shame anybody, but like when I go on vacation, I want to have fun. Right? I want to do the things that I want to do, the things that I can afford to do. And if it's a matter of you like having to like check your bank statement or like check your phone, your balance, you know, anytime before we go do something like you don't need to be on vacation, you know? Well, I mean, you remember, Ari, are you talking about somebody that, you know, you're just talking to and they hit you with let's go on a trip or are you talking about someone you're actually involved with like dating y'all been dating for a minute and y'all are going on a trip is it both, <laughs> is it, is both? Well, well first of all we shouldn't be dating if you're having money problems <laughs> right like if something happens down the line all right cool but like if if we're together also if you're if you're saying like hey i want to go on vacation and like you're planning it like I am expecting for you to like pay it and take care of it and it's not a big deal and if Mm -hmm. I say I want to plan a trip for us to go to Mexico I'll plan it I've got it covered then I'm expecting to pay for it right Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna do like all-inclusive make sure food drinks are taken care of massages all that shit right so I feel I can deliver what I expect also exactly but yeah, just going up to somebody and and like, hey, you want to go half on this? Unless this is like a business investment or like, right? We about to like get something to eat and it's a fat ass platter and it's just like it's too much for me. But hey, you want to split this with me type thing? Like, I'm not. That's just not something like you know. If you ha- you're counting pennies to go on vacation, it's not something you should do. Like if you can't, if you asking a girl to go on vacation with you, like, hey, come to Mexico with me. Like, if you can't afford to take her, you shouldn't be asking her, you know? That's just my opinion on it. <laughs> you shouldn't be asking her, like, hey, go half on this trip, you know? Unless this is like, hey, this trip is only for two people, you know, it, you know, it's a good deal, we should split it. But, like, to me, that's the only thing that you do with, like, you a couple. Because for me personally, when I'm in a relationship, like, and we go somewhere, if you let's say you pay for the flight or you pay for the gas and we're doing a road trip and you drove or something like i'm gonna pay for the food and then right yeah i'm just gonna do that automatic yeah you got or you know or i'll get the room and then you pay for us to do all the stuff that we do in there like go out or you know go out to eat i would be so annoyed having this fucking conversation i would literally block it but there is no yeah there is no conversation to it because it's just like second nature (laughs) to me whoever i'm around like Like, when we were in miami like here right. go uh, Ari. Like, you want some Cubans? 
she brought up the Cubans, she ordered them and she paid for them. And like me, the type of person I am, I'm like, okay, Ari, how much was the Cubans? Like, I'll just send you some money because I don't want you, because she was just buying food. You know, I'm not the type of person to be like, let all this, let this person just spend their money the whole time. I'm like, well, because Ari's just quick. She's like, okay, I'm hungry. And then next thing you know, you turn around and she already ordered the food on her card. So I'm like, okay, let me send you some money. She was like, no, 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 whatever. So then like, when we went out, then I paid. Or when we went, got the Uber, I called the Uber. So it wasn't like a big deal. Like, you know, you, I, we just make sure somebody pays for it. One person's not always paying for it, you know, something or whatever, because we were all out as friends. But if you're asking me out and we're in a romantic relationship, or whatever, and you're asking me like, I want to take you to just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh yeah, paradise. And you're like, yeah, you got to pay half. I'm like, I'm not going. Matter of fact, I'm going to snatch that trip and go by my damn self. <laughs> I was hanging out with somebody before COVID happened and stuff. And so like the whole weekend, it was just like a back and forth, right? Like mm-hmm. they covered some of the meals and drinks and then I covered some of the meals and drinks or I wasn't the money or I didn't do anything, right? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, but it wasn't this whole like conversation and negotiation or anything like that. It was just like, it was just like a flow and natural thing to do, right? Or like mm-hmm. sometimes they would call the Uber, sometimes I would call the Uber, Uber, but it was never like, <laughs> I swear the people, the, the shit people talk about on Twitter, I feel like they're not doing in real life. Look, her tweet was funny. Shout out to her. <laughs> what tweet? The tweet that start, that sparked this whole conversation. Hold on, let me oh. see if I, if I, okay. So the original tweet, <laughs> it's just funny you know it's just it's funny hold on the original tweet was she goes i'm not sucking dick on a vacation i paid half for i lost all my energy reaching in my wallet sorry a queen (laughs) i look i i I sympathize with her you know i mean i gotta pay half and do some work on on my vacation i'm supposed to be relaxing god i look (laughs) i'll pay half but he's like a brother to me no that's not my man no Look, i'll pay half you're not seeing me the whole vacation i'll see you at the airport on the, on the way back <laughs> I'm my wing man. <laughs> i'll pay half that's my vacation i'm going wherever i want to go the hell <laughs> or you can what just pay you, and have a great damn time what about you bees you paying half uh well you know it's the other way around for me but i'm gonna just say this like uh, my fiance i don't make her pay half i mean i don't make her pay half at all like sometimes she'll like get like uh the rental car or whatever but my stuff Mm -hmm. be cheap so like she'll get something like that but like you know me i'm dropping thousands on the damn trips when i was going back and forth from taiwan so she was just Mm like oh i just want to pay for this like just let me pay for this so Mm -hmm. but Let's say outside of that, like if I'm going on a trip with anybody and we're not having sex, we're not going. So, I mean, it's just that simple. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the money situation is. If I, if I pay for the whole thing and you not down, or if you pay for half and you not down, if we not doing nothing, you're not coming. Like, it's just that simple. I'm going to find somebody else. I feel you on that too. Because vacations is for tropical sex <laughs> and crab legs. And crab legs. <laughs> I love crab legs on vacation. Y'all know those. Ooh. Crab legs and ocean breeze. 
and having fun with your significant other. Like, we came here to have fun. Whether your significant it's your significant other for the weekend or for the vacation or whatever. But I just feel like, because they'd be like, oh my God, you expect, like, I feel like as a dude or right. anybody dating anybody, Everyone. actually, anybody, anybody dating anybody. Because if I, if I be like, you know what, I'm gonna take this dude on vacation. He like, I ain't doing nothing. I don't even want to be here. I'm like, well, you know what? You ain't coming. <laughs> right. Because I like my feet that. rubbed, okay? <laughs> That's part of the stipulations. <laughs> you coming on vacation with me. <laughs> and I like my crab legs dipped twice in the butter before you feed it to me. Thank you. Don't drip <laughs> on my chest. <laughs> Sorry why you ain't... What? And I want my back rubbed. <laughs> You know, it's just, it just be like that, you know, people can have certain things that they want in life. And you know what, the best thing you can do as an individual, you could take it or leave it. You sound real country right now. <laughs> you know what? Oh, well, <laughs> but for real though, like people get all caught up on things like, well, they don't like this or they don't like that, or I don't like doing this. Well, okay, then you can leave. You can find somebody that likes everything that you like. Or is okay with everything that you like and okay with you just doing it without them, you know? That's what people miss. There's somebody who out there who cannot stand you. And then there's somebody else who loves all that shit about you. More than, more than one person. <laughs> so there's, gonna like, be, there's people out there. Like everybody's replaceable. So stop tripping and like wasting your time arguing with these people who just aren't on your frequency and just hang out with the people who are. Like, if, if we don't, if you're tripping over paying half, we're probably not even going to have an opportunity to be in the same spaces or, like, around each other to begin with. So, like, what are you worried about? We will never meet. <laughs> why why are y'all arguing and getting pissed of Aunt's opinion who's, like, not for you? She hate she somebody who's cool Pick somebody who's cool with that. Right? Like, <laughs> fuck. All right. Go be cheap. It's cool. I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of like a turnoff. Like, if you're expecting, like, a lusty, a nasty vacation, you know. <laughs> and her mentions talking about, on that tweet, talking about, just say you broke. <laughs> you like, if I'm paying broke. half, I forgot all the whole tricks. <laughs> they always think somebody broke because we don't want to yeah, pay for like nothing. That. <laughs> Which I still use coupons at Chick Fil A. Try me, try me again. <laughs> hey, I've been using my free points at Chick Fil A for about three weeks now. So <laughs> pull up in the drive-through. It says I can get a free drink here, right here. Scan it on the app. <laughs> Large lemonade, fruit punch, no ice. Thank you. <laughs> CFA app. <laughs> We're gonna get mad we're still eating our Chick-fil-A. But Nita and B said it was cool. Look. Hey. Chick-fil-A is individually owned. <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. And I mean the other thing about that is that's his religious belief. And my grandmother, she raised me to say, like, to not judge other religious beliefs. So that's the religion y'all chose. That's all I can say. That's the power of chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
in good service. <laughs> <laughs> that customer service got a hold on me. That's the title of the episode. That's the title. The power chicken. And that's the power chicken. I'm telling you, man. That customer uh, service and that fried chicken got a hold on America. <laughs> I only want it on Sundays, though. <laughs> pissed every week <laughs> i put a, I put a reminder in my calendar on friday and saturday like if you want chick-fil-a this week now is the time <laughs> look my ass be whipping into the parking lot thinking i got a good spot in line like yes <laughs> oh shit it's sunday that's why ain't nobody here <laughs> every time every single time so y'all ready to wrap this one up we can. What's the what's the clo- what's the closing question, bees? Or the closing closing the statement? You always got again. something powerful to talk about at the end. Oprah breathes really... free. Huh? Oprah breathes free. Oprah breathes free. <laughs> and a B stands for bestseller. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new jump. B stands for bestseller. Oh, I don't really have anything to say, honestly. Like. I just want everybody to be smart with their money. That's it. Be smart with your money. Do what you want to do on vacations. It's going to be a little while till we do vacations unless you sneak it around and sneak into your vacation. I know some people are doing that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, hey. Look, just, you can, look, if you can do a vacation and stay away from people, do that. Right, do it. Some people, some people going to, like, cabins in the woods and getting away from the city, which I think is cool. Take a little road trip and get away. Right, but if you going to Miami cool. right now to go be on South Beach, so you can be mm-hmm. in a fight video, so I can laugh at you. <laughs> oh, I did want to say something, and Bees isn't gonna like it, but it, it's something that helped me start saving money in the beginning. So, oh, I yeah, I know say. she hates these apps. <laughs> if you are not disciplined with your money at all, like at all, I'm better now after I had my talk with Bees, but I set up these three apps just to pull out money. I still have them on my phones. So like every month I will take cash, like a percentage of cash and put it in the savings and stuff that BG, that bees helped me with. But I also still have like acorn stash and digit pulling out of, um, acorns is awesome. Bees. You hate acorns. I knew, I knew you was going to say acorns. But look, 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 I don't <laughs> I always recommend that too. Cause I agree. Like Ari said, if you're really not disciplined with money, you need something like that. And that's but, so perfect. Cause like, you don't even realize the money's being, but what I do is I take the money from those three apps and transfer them out each month and then send it to my M one account. So I don't keep them in there, but oh. it's really helpful. Like on top of my other savings to save even more. Cause you know me and like, I'll, you know, I like to order out food, <laughs> be, you know, be extra with that. So um, to get started, if you're just not a good natural saver, try that. That's all I had to say. Also, a good thing to do is get a savings account or if you can get a checking account and tell them you don't need a debit card for it. And then automatic transfers. Uh, my Bank of America account that I opened up when I was like, 20 years old and i'll be 28 in october it has automatic transfers on it uh 25 a month from my regular checking account to another checking account and like if you just do it you can set it up to where it'd be like five bucks or like 10 bucks get another savings account 
do an automatic transfer. And like, if you put it in a savings account, there's actually more penalties for uh, withdrawing for a savings account per year. So you can like get one of those savings accounts where they have like a lot of penalties on it. And like, the more you withdraw from the account, I think they stop like one of my savings accounts, they stopped me from withdrawing. You can only withdraw from it like, I think like eight times a year or something like that. So like, get one of those accounts, do an automatic transfer, do $5 a week or something, $5 a month. Or if you don't want to see $20 every month, just do like $5 a week and just do your automatic transfers and don't look at the money. Let it pile up. <laughs> the one thing people do is they look at, oh, my bank account, I've never had this much money. And then they go buy something and then they think, okay, well, I only made this one big purchase and I, it wasn't that much, but that one big purchase just psychologically, you may, you take that one big purchase and then you haven't been buying stuff at the gas station, but then randomly you just go buy something from the gas station and then you make another small purchase and then you make another big purchase and then you make another small purchase and then it just all starts to add up so just don't even do it don't look at the money don't make any big purchases that you don't need if it's not a necessity right now like don't spend your money if you don't you're not in the position to spend it or you don't have you can't buy it three times because you know times are about to get really hard and if you think times are hard now you are in for a roller coaster ride All right, well, save your money. Stop going half. <laughs> and if you do go half, ladies, enjoy your uh, vacation. And gentlemen, enjoy your vacation. And everybody else, enjoy it by yourself. Get two rooms. <laughs> and go meet you somebody at the hotel bar. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Bye.